Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold! Dungeons and Doritos, Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama, a cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. What's going on, everybody? This is Pat. You're talking bearskin rug. Fuck it. This is Pat to bear talking. How are you doing? <laughs> you don't. You don't like that moniker anymore. No. <laughs> it's it's canceled. It's canceled. No more. He's officially had it. Officially. Well, well no. I mean, <laughs> I, I was given the talking bearskin rug back when I first made an appearance on the show, but that was. Partially because I was literally sitting on the floor. Oh, wow. Because in uh, his old office, there wasn't a lot of room, and we had everybody there. We had um, Joshua, we had Eric, Oral, him. I think Jacob might have been there. And then there was me, and literally there was nowhere for me to sit except the floor. So I just, you know, there was always that straight man on the floor title that was given to whoever was the straight person that was on the, on the, show, on the show at that point, <laughs> which at that point was Jacob. And uh, so then, you know, the straight boy and on the said, floor. move, I'm gay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look at you now. You're sitting in a chair and everything. Look how far you've come. I'm sitting in a chair. I'm running it. I'm, I'm editing it. I'm setting shit up. Look, this, this, how, this is the American dream. Moving on up. To the west side. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in East Orlando anymore, so it <laughs> didn't work if I said the East Side. I don't want anybody out there to think that I fucked up the lyrics because I know the lyrics. <laughs> Just letting y'all know it. Ah, uh, it is Pat DeBear here. I am ready to discuss pop culture in our rectangle table discussion. It's not a round table. I don't care what the theater of the mind is going to be. I want them to have an accurate picture in their minds of what this looks like. But I look like didn't sell to them. Exactly. And we're in a palatial studio in L.A. This is how people apparently see us. So that's how we're going to do it. It's called Hollywood magic. Exactly. It is our monthly recap. And I am joined by all the voices that you have heard so far. We've got Eric. Hello. We've got BJ. Hi, what's up? And we've got Josh. Hello. 
And let's jump right in and start talking pop culture. Eric, why don't you give us your first topic that you want to talk about this month? So there's this small theatrical production, which I don't think a lot of people have heard of, that I happen to go see. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's I think maybe a couple people heard about it, but I don't think it was that popular. I heard there were lots of tickets still available for very affordable prices. Yeah, it's kind of a strange subject matter. It's historical uh, figure of Alexander Hamilton. Uh, who wants to see a show about that? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Uh. And and you wouldn't necessarily think it, but it's all uh, the hippity hop style of music. Uh, no, I saw Hamilton. Yeah. Why, why did you Why did you look directly at me when you said it's the hippity hop music? Because he's racist. Because yes, I have to fine. speak directly into the front of my mic and you're directly across the table from me. A likely story, sir. <laughs> Audio, I'm giving you silence inside. The audio here. engineer would yell at me if I tried to speak into the side of the mic. <laughs> That's but no, true. I saw Hamilton. Yeah. Has it finished its run here in Orlando? Yes, it just finished. Well, no, it's finishing tonight as we record this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I didn't win any of those lottery tickets. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I heard that people did. I don't have any first-hand accounts of anyone actually winning the lottery tickets. Oh, yeah. I, I tried, like, five different... For five shows or something like that. Yeah. And did not win any of them. Well, if you want to try for Tampa, it's going there next. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But it was amazing. The staging Ooh. was so cool. Um, lots of good voices in the cast. Some weren't necessarily as strong as the original cast, but that's to be expected. Uh, the travel cast. Yeah. Um. But it was really good. Uh, I was surprised that there's no actual spoken dialogue in the show. Everything you hear on the soundtrack is the show. Yep, it's one of the, it's. Uh, I can't remember what those are classified as, but like, yeah, it's everything is is the song or the rap. Yeah, I kind of figured there would be like um, exposition in between songs, but no. But that was fine. Ever still able to uh, tell what the story is and all that. Yeah, good. Thumbs up. All the flames. How many? Uh, so, well, how many flames? Four hundred and twelve. Four hundred and twelve <laughs> flames. Well, you've been waiting to see this for a while. Yeah, but I wasn't going to travel to New York to go see it. Well, I know <laughs> you've been jamming to that hippity hoppity Hamilton soundtrack. I have. What's your favorite song from the soundtrack? Um, probably "You'll Be Back." Huh. But, Wait, that's the one white song in the the entire show, right? I mean, it is. It's the song from <laughs> King George. Is that the but, is that the one that you can actually like keep up with and like keep in time with? I can I can do a little of the rap rapping. I love when people are like, "You'll be back" is my favorite song. I'm like, "Oh, the white song, got it, got it." Which I didn't know until somebody did it at karaoke because I honest, I haven't listened to the soundtrack. Yeah. And I'm listening. I'm like, wow, this is the whitest song. I'm like, yeah, that, and that's the the one white person on the, the show. <laughs> I'm about to call you Drag Race All Star Season Four. All these people of color, and you identify with the one white person at the end. <laughs> but as far as the show, Yorktown is the um, song and scene that gave me the most chills. Like it was just the way it was set up. Mm-hmm. And as far as the best staging was actually um, satisfied. Uh, which is Angelica Schuyler's song. She sings as a toast at the wedding, which re- to the groom, to the groom. Yep, exactly. To the bride, to the windows, uh, <laughs> to the wall. 
<laughs> she starts thinking about the sweat dripping down her balls, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> I want somebody to mash that up at karaoke. I've had a couple people do that song. I need somebody to just in the middle of it to start doing that. It's phenomenal. Yeah, but it's really great. If anyone gets a chance to, go see it. Somebody was talking about an urban myth that somebody paid $4,000 for a ticket to go see it Girl, no, in Orlando. And I was like, just use that money to actually take a trip up to New York and see it on the Broadway. This is this is Florida. Ain't nobody got $4,000. <laughs> Have you seen some of the houses <laughs> in this neighborhood? Yeah, the, Apparently next, some next rich motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, a couple of houses down or... Any of the any of the single story houses around here, as soon as they're done, they get demolished, and these ginormous two story like gargantuan houses on these small lots get erected, and it's like, what's the going rate? Oh, at least seven hundred thousand. Your your uh, your neighborhood's becoming the first district. I mean, you're speaking of it as if we are not currently recording in one of those palatial right. I mean, we're the ones that started it on this <laughs> block, but... I I have to drink one of those vomit champagnes from <laughs> from the from the second movie and then go stuff myself at the buffet we have available here. Num, 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 num. <laughs> now available on <in> iTunes. <laughs> Ding! But I would give Hamilton uh, four and three quarter stars. Flames. I mean, I guess, I guess the star is a flame. It is. So, it's a ball of gas. Where's I want to know where that other quarter star got lost. The travel cast. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> He's got reasons. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there were performances that I just didn't feel popped as well as they could have. Did they lock at least or no? They did. They brought in the noise and the funk. Both? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's worth the price. Mm -hmm. Noise and funk. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yep, yep. Was there any stomping going on? Um, That's a, a different bit. show. Just. <laughs> <laughs> You're all hateful bitches. <laughs> so four and three quarter flames for <laughs> Hamilton. Yep. Phenomenal. It's fantastic. BJ, let's swing the conversation to you. What do you want to talk about? The the converse this conversation pendulum. Yes. Um <laughs> uh so You have the talking bear now. I <laughs> it's feelings hour and you have the talking bear. Well, I have a lot of feelings and I've I've managed to Do I've you? I thought you got rid of them. Uh they come back. Uh, I I just take a shot and it clears up for a while. Um so I have pri I have actually gone back and listened to episodes, and I have not gushed about this. So I apologize for whatever happens. Um, Kingdom Hearts three came out. Oh, okay, we're done. I'm sorry. It, no, Time to go. <laughs> no. It's been great, listeners. We thank you for joining us when this month. It didn't really. It's just an urban myth. No, don't Kingdom you Hearts, start. Don't Kingdom you Hearts start. Three is never going to come out. Oral lied to us. <laughs> It came out. You hear me, Oral? Are I'm you in Inception? It. Did you spin the top to make sure don't, you're not in a dream? Don't do this to me. You because found the I have, top in this town? I, <laughs> I went to sleep after I got the game, and I woke up terrified that I just, like, I, I went insane, and I've just been playing, like, a pine cone. Just, I stuffed in my PS4 thinking it's Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, let's be clear. I was legit terrified that I was just a crazy person and this game was never going to exist. Um, I mean... It doesn't. I don't know what you're does. talking about. Shut your face. <laughs> Listen here. Um, 
and I, actually, I gotta say, so Kingdom Hearts two point nine 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 seven eight came out. Got you it. done? You have any more? Got any more it. Kingdom Hearts? Never gonna come out jokes, remix jokes, any anything? I'm sure we can think of probably another <laughs> ten before the. Uh, see, you missed one there. You, see, you could have said another eighteen because it's been eighteen years since the last <laughs> since Kingdom Hearts two came out. Sora's voice actor went from being an adorable child. To a not so adorable man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he used How to see you, dead sir? people, and now he almost is a dead person. <laughs> He's so cute. Why are y'all so mean to him? His y'all, career is a dead y'all person. Y'all shitting on my game. <laughs> shitting you, on my future. Have you husband. seen what he looks like right now? Yeah, he chubby, he little chubby boy. Chubby. That beard has got to go. No, it does not. Yes, it, it does. It looks like he took all the money that he made as a child actor and blew it, and is now living in a trailer in the middle of like a van down by the river yeah pretty don't much. talk about my trade like that <laughs> don't talk about my trade like that it means i have a chance <laughs> you are you are a gold trash bag now so i am fun. i am a gold trash bag so he'll definitely put out for me uh, <laughs> anyway um the game has actually been well worth the wait um the amount of i'm um, the amount of care they have put into the game and the script and convoluted story aside, it's been nothing but fun. The battle system, stupid fun. They're like, you pretty much go into the game, like right into the game. Like you start it, you land on uh, Mount Olympus and you're going through. And the best part is that James Wood still uh, plays Hades and they snuck a little joke in there where, um, it's just like a quickie version of uh, the Hercules movie, uh-huh. and you're 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 po- it's like you're popping in right at the end of the Hercules movie, and Hercules and uh, Hades just kind of goes, "I've been working on this plan for eighteen years. It's <laughs> got to be perfect." And then he's like, 18 years I've been working on this, and it went to it went to it went to it went to me." And um, it's just there's a little there's little jokes in there about like how long the game took in development, which I really like, and then uh. The awkward moment where Sora gets a smartphone and you realize, oh, wait, smartphones didn't exist when the first two games came out. Um, so all your all your uh, mini games and everything are actually on a it's called a gummy phone. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, no. So uh, the battle system's great. Uh, when you get a new Keyblade, they have a what is called form change. So um, when you do a certain number of combos, mm-hmm. you like the uh, Monsters Inc. one turns into like robot claws, uh, and then it turns into the weird sort of grapple yo-yos, um, and it does sick amounts of damage. So it's it's neat little neat little things like that that make the game the battle like I actually want to go grind because I have like twenty keyblades now and I'm um, I just want to see what they all can do. This is not the gay life episode about friends and fucking. <laughs> I don't need to hear <laughs> I was you make talking a about grinding. I said <laughs> twenty keyblades. <laughs> Not two. Um, but uh, uh, the interesting little thing is that in the Pirates, uh, so far, I'm only about halfway through the game, the Pirates world, somehow they have managed to create a better pirate simulator game than Sea of Thieves on Xbox. It I is, mean, it's Xbox. I mean, yeah. So. But they've actually managed to make it like the the rendering, the uh, the graphics are fucking ridiculously nice looking. Um, so yeah, no, everything about this game has been well worth the wait for me. 
there could be people out there that are just like, meh, I'm, I'm over it. But so far it's been great. Um, they, they, uh, in the, in the, in the new, in the old games, you would kind of play like a compressed version of a Disney movie. Now they don't even bother doing that. You're literally just kind of walking in and you look up and you're like, somebody's singing and it's, you literally watch the entire let it go musical number. Um, with Adina Menzel as Elsa, they got Adina Menzel, uh, Kristen Bell, the entire voice cast from uh, Big Hero Six. Yeah, they're usually really good with the Kingdom Hearts games. Well, because Disney basically owns those people for the rest <laughs> of their lives. Um, they even got uh one or two people from uh Pirates, the Pirates movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I was I was actually legitimately surprised they got so many people, so many actual original voice actors. Um. So yeah, no, I would I would say if if you wanted this game, you've already bought it. So let's be clear. Like if if you've never played Kingdom Hearts, then good luck. Uh I played about half the first one. Is it good for me to just jump in on this one? Sure. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, right? So there actually is the, they're well aware of how difficult it is to follow the story. They actually have a little theater thing in the bottom of the main menu. And you can literally just watch, like, the story of, like, all the games and little, like, storybook versions. Because uh, I guess they, uh, over in Japan, they actually released uh, a a version of the game called The Story So Far. And it was a limited edition thing. And it came with a disc that had a, a movie in it that explained pretty much everything up until 3. So there's, there is a built-in thing in the game to explain the story to you. So the last time I actually played a Kingdom Hearts game, I had a Motorola Razor. Okay. <laughs> I had a Nokia. <laughs> I, I got uh, the second one, the Kingdom Hearts 2 on PS2, and I had a Motorola Razor at the time. And I would like to play the third one. However, I'm going to make Kingdom Hearts 3 wait for me a little bit longer since they have made me wait. For eighteen, see you fucking have, years. You have yeah, self- stick you, it, stick it to the square. Either. Exactly, <laughs> and Disney. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to contribute to that quote of not being skyrocketed. You have self respect, sir. I now do. you'll have to wait eighteen years for me to buy you. <laughs> yeah, take that. Um, but I would give the game. I'll give it four point seven five out of five. All right. I did like the fact that they have the complete edition. That um the PS4 store had like the two options. Um, I mean, obviously it's I'm sure it's still there now that the game is out. But I saw it before the game had come out, and you, you had the option to pre-order uh, three for the whatever is seventy dollars, sixty nine ninety nine, mm. and they also had the complete uh, the complete edition, which had everything, and that was only a hundred. And I was like, that's not bad. I mean, if you're gonna go ahead and be spending seventy dollars already, if you don't have the other ones. And at that point, the other ones are all for the older systems anyway. You get everything on PS4 and spend, you know, an extra 30 or so bucks. Yeah. It was a nice little deal. I ended up getting the deluxe edition. Just came with a cloth poster of Sora and his uh, Toy Story get up. Um, it came with, uh, apparently they have Disney pins, limited edition. They only have, you can only get the Kingdom Hearts Disney pins from the special editions. So if you're weird like Disney pin officiato. There is there are Disney pins out there for this thing floating around now. You'll probably buy them on eBay for like a hundred bucks. I'm I might may or may not 
sell mine. I may have may or not sold one. Um, oh, then, sell them. Okay, I'm like. <laughs> He's sitting over here talking about nobody in Orlando's got four thousand dollars to go see a show. And he's like, "You can buy these pins for a hundred bucks a piece." It didn't he? And people shout money for that, didn't he? No, I know, but I thought you were talking about you buying them. I was like, "Bitch!" <laughs> no, I know that people pay a shit ton of money for Disney stuff. So, but um, and it came with an art book. So, uh, yep, money well spent. I'm, I'm, I've been taking. I've been kind of clocking a world, like a day and a half. Sort of, so I've been kind of taking my time with it. They have a there's a mechanic in the game called Lucky Emblems, which are just the little Mickey symbols. And there's nothing there's there's nothing quite like Donald or Goofy will point one out, but they won't actually like walk over to it. So you'll spend like thirty minutes wandering around like a jackass with your cell phone out looking for a damn Mickey emblem. Got to find all the hidden Mickey's. <laughs> yep. So that makes a lot of sense now because I've been seeing those memes with uh like <laughs> with Woody from Toy Story like from the first movie where he's like oh my god Buzz look and then like Buzz looks around but they imposed Sora's face on it and said you know look look Sora a lucky emblem <laughs> yeah yeah there's that a lot of sense. there's some meme goodness about it but uh and uh the so for anybody that hasn't figured it out the lucky emblems are tied to the ending of the game. Uh, so for you to get the full ending, if you're playing on the hardest mode, you have to get 30 lucky emblems. If you're playing intermediate, I think it's 40 or 50. And then if you're playing easy mode, you have to get all 90 emblems to get the full uh, special ending. And I assume because you like it hard, you're on hard. Yeah. I've, oh, I've already got my 30. Yeah. No, she I'm a joking. working girl. She is it. a working girl. She you get grinds. items. You get items too. She grinds to get her lucky emblems. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get mine. She works hard for them emblems. Better Let get me yours. get mine. You get yours. Oh. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Christina Aguilera. Stay up all night to get them lucky emblems. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. And it wasn't PJ that had the, uh, that caused the silence. <laughs> right? this, this oh, that's right. We are. This is our sound of silence. Oh. <laughs> I mean, does our laughter count as? That wasn't a really long, awkward. Pause, it wasn't though. a long yeah. one. I can do better. Uh, but good try, Eric. Good thanks. try. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Swinging the pendulum over to you, Josh. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Uh, so I'm going to start with uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 The Hidden World. Uh, so I am a Fandango VIP member, and uh, on the second, they had a one-time showing uh, available to the VIP uh, users to see a special showing of the movie. So I actually uh, skipped my, my kickball game. <laughs> oh my god to see this movie <laughs> because i have uh been waiting a very long time and i just watched uh r- like race the edge on netflix which is uh between the first movie and the second so when i started watching that I- it kind of just reamped my excitement for the third movie and i have to say i was not disappointed uh i i would say that as of right now i'm gonna see it again when it comes out in theaters for its official release in 3d but um I'm still processing it, but from my first viewing, I would say the second one is still my favorite, but the third had a, like, it was very well done. And regardless of how it kind of, you know, what 
spot it takes in terms of my favorite. I would say out of a lot of trilogies that I've seen, uh, especially with animated films, this is by far one of the best ones I've ever seen. And I, I feel like the ending was very well done. Like, it was bittersweet, uh, of course. Um, See, like, because the third Toy Story movie had a bittersweet moment that about fucking destroyed me, so now I'm scared. <laughs> You've got me scared because they blindsided me in the fucking second movie, and I'm like, never again. I don't. You hurt. Yeah. You broke my heart, and now you think I'm just gonna get in line and get it broken again? <laughs> I, after you after got, after, you after got I just me fucked up. <laughs> after I just talked about waiting in line for Kingdom Hearts three, so let's. Of course, I can't really split hairs on that, but. So it's it's got some emotional parts of it. It does. Uh it definitely has uh you know gives you the feels a little bit. I think overall I I still think, you know, the end of uh 2 just like hit me the hardest. Um but it takes place about like a maybe a year or two after the events of the second, you know. Uh I I want to say the villain I I wasn't really um I wasn't too fascinated with, to be honest, but um, I, I I think that's because I already know that the second villain, uh, Drago, was actually originally meant to be the villain for the third movie. Yeah, that's what it, the, in the trailers, it, he seems a little bit like Drago. A little bit. Um, he has, so, without spoiling anything, because, you know, it hasn't officially been released, um it kind of goes into like his character. You kind of find out what happened to a lot of like all the other night furies. Uh, So, uh, and why toothless was the last one. Um, But I feel like his character is really just more of a a subplot because I I think the real point of the movie is um, in relation to the dragons and, and, and the hidden world versus, you know, what this villain's goal is. Um, but I would probably give it uh, a solid uh, four and a half out of five flames. We've been very nice with the flames tonight. We have been. Just throwing flames out left, right, and center. Someone better call Smokey the Bear because there's going to be a fire soon. Ooh. 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 So you're going to break that trend, wow. Pat, with your first topic? <laughs> one, st- one flame. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Negative four flames. Negative four. Actually, I kind of can. All right. <laughs> there we Challenge go. accepted. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about this now because we haven't really, we haven't kept up with it. Nobody's really called us out for not doing our, our weekly recaps for the season of All-Stars. But honestly, I'm kind of okay with not doing these the weekly recaps because <sighs> they would have been pretty short recaps, I feel. Yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 4. A.K.A. They still go and pick a white bitch when there's eight people of color they could choose to win this show. Don't blame it on her, because she's been performing well. I blame it on Naomi for eliminating Manila, <laughs> who should have won. So... Uh, we are back for a fourth installment of All-Stars. I'm using the term All-Stars very loosely in some cases here. Uh, if we keep... Oh. I wasn't even really talking about her, <laughs> Jasmine Masters. But anyway. Do you have something to say? Oh, yeah. Hello, Pizza Hut. Are you currently hiring? 
because Jasmine Masters needs a job. So <laughs> if they continue to do seasons this quickly, we're really going to run out of talent. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be girls who just got off their season. Like literally, they'll have two weeks, maybe a month in between filming their. Oh, uh, it'll be more than that because the seasons tape. Yeah, from where the the seasons tape in the summer, yeah. and they don't tape until the following summer. But, um, like Monet, I they just released two new episodes of um, sibling rivalry podcasts uh-huh. in the last couple of like in the last two weeks, and. In the not the most recent one, thing the one before that, she talks about the fact that they were finishing up filming season ten, and they asked her if she would do All Stars. So she hadn't even finished filming her season and was already possibly tapped to do All Stars. And them asking doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be cast on the show, right? But the fact that they're already that they're asking queens, literally, that are finishing up filming the season. To turn around and do all, you know, the next season of All Stars is a little much. I get that there are standout queens on each on each season, but I kind of feel like you need a little bit of time to process like, what you went through. Process work, what you went through. Work the tour with the girls who are, or just yeah, just work in general. Just, Whether or not you do one of the tours, like just get out there and become that yeah. that become an all star, like yeah. become what you're supposed to be because what we see on the show is one thing, but you know, they're not, it's not a lot of time and they're not giving us a lot of time in between these seasons. So, well, we get a week. Oh, this time around we get a fucking week. Oh, <laughs> and then it switches to Thursdays again, which will be great for our bar sales back in the bear den, because then I'll start showing it on Thursday nights in the bear den while they have the viewing party up front. Yeah. Um, and I probably won't get as drunk. One would hope because you have to work right after. Yeah, I have to work on Friday nights also. <laughs> so what if the pictures are a little a little askew? It's fine. Um, You're just putting that season one filter on those pictures. That's all. <laughs> Why are you so motherfucking blurry? We are in the same room. Johnny McGovern posted a photo, I think today or yesterday. And the caption was, Why are you so motherfucking blurry? And I damn near lost it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, All-Stars 4, it's been alright. Like, the challenges are fine. Um, up until this last one, which was god-awful. Which, it's the same as last season. Because that acting challenge, which was my best friend's um, bachelorette, bridesmaid, whatever. Yeah, the girls' trip, bridesmaid, like, amalgamation, La La Land, like, all those yeah. <laughs> like chick flick movies and whatnot. Um, last year's that... was better, really, except for Kennedy Davenport <laughs> twirling her way through the through the. At least we had Trixie's standout performance as which is that little doll with hand. the doll hand brushing through <laughs> her hair. <laughs> but there were some there were some decent ones, and the 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 sequels one before that in All Stars two was good. Yeah, where they had you know the um the unauthorized sequels to right. Uh, Showgirls and Thelma and Louise and whatever happened to Baby Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, the makeover was fine. I still don't agree with Manila one even being in the bottom, let alone getting eliminated. Who was the other one you would have put in the bottom with Latrice? I don't even remember right now. Latrice should have just gone home. Yeah, like at that point, literally, her friend, her best Judy, looked like 
a brick shit house on toothpicks. Yes. He had such tiny legs. He looked like Naomi Smalls from the like from the fucking <laughs> bottom of the skirt down. His legs were like that big. He's like a three hundred pound man, and his legs were twigs. <laughs> they like pan from the bottom up. You're like, oh, who is this? Oh, <laughs> she a big girl. <laughs> but they looked nothing alike. He no. did no justice on her whatsoever. No. Like it was just, mm, it was so bad. Um, I'm surprised that Monet came in the top though. Patty looked good. But I thought that... It had to have been what they did during the Judy number. Maybe. Maybe. Um, although I watched Review of the Jew today for that episode. And uh, when they were talking about Trinity's one of you know, Trinity's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Crocker was like, Nasha Lopez, look out. And I was like, oh my god, he does look like Nasha <laughs> Lopez. It's almost as good as when uh, Frankie Grande was made to look like Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Exactly. Um... I think it's all pretty much gone down the way that it should have gone down for most of the eliminations, uh, except for Manila. Manila is like one of the first times that it's been, let's take out a front runner. The only other like shocking elimination was in All-Stars 2 when Alyssa sent home Ginger over Katya, when Katya technically did worse. Also, when Alaska sent tatiana home instead of roxy because... oh i'm sorry the stunted tank top uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> the, the stunted tank top debacle um apparently vanilla lent naomi the uh the mustache <laughs> <laughs> but but apparently that was not as good as a a stunted tank top to mm. wear um it just it amazes me and i know and i i know you sit there and say well you can't blame her for doing well it's a reality show, but it's still storyboarded. I know. You can't tell me, after they have taken so much criticism for white and blonde being chosen to win All-Stars and be in the All-Stars Hall of Fame, Chad Michaels, Alaska, and your Native American skinny legend, Trixie Mattel. She is half, exactly. Native, you, you have she co- is you half have, Native American. You have, so you have color up there. You have color represented. And just because Trudy's taking black cock does not make her highly melanated. <laughs> when I said Jesus, it, I want a highly melanated top top four. It doesn't transfer that way. It doesn't. Uh, I, you can't tell me that you have eight people of color that you cast for the show. You have a top five that is four black drag queens and one white plastic doll. And that when it comes down to it, that you're still going to pick the white girl to win this. The optics of it look very weird. I I get that. And the purported top two will be the two with the best scorecards. The okay. most wins. Um, the other two will not make it through to the top two. Um, which I think when this drops, it'll, this drops, I think, the day of. So if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, just... Don't don't listen to this right now. Um, <laughs> after, after I say spoiler warning, yeah. After I've talked about all this, um, but yeah, I I'm hoping that it goes one way. I am fearful that it's going to go another way, and it's going to really come down to just being like, let's just put this other white woman in this Hall of Fame. I I don't know. I mean, either which way. I think the top two, the the speculated top two, I think both deserve it. 
One's been around a little bit longer. The other one, not as much. But I still think that, you know, they both have done well this season. I just, I'm interested to see what the backlash will be if Trinity wins. Not at Trinity or at the girls, but at the show itself. With the way the fandom's reacting, it'll probably be at Trinity. If that happens. I can't fucking stand, I can't stand this fandom anymore. I love. I, I enjoy the show. I love working with the girls, but literally, when I have to hear more and more fucking stories about how this person eliminated this person, so now they're getting death threats. Yeah, the fuck is wrong with this world? For fucking real, it's a goddamn television show. It doesn't affect your individual life in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely, and these people know each other and have to work together if they can fucking deal with it and be friends and. Do all this because after the elimination, Manila dropped her video for Go Fish, which Naomi is in. Although I did just see a video with Manila performing Come Rain or Come Shine in a very similar green dress to Naomi's, making fun of a lot of Naomi-isms. Which is fine. But you can, that's Manila's brand. That's her shtick. You know, if you watch Review with the Jew, if you haven't already. Yeah cracker interviews manila and she talks about that and she's like if it really bothers me i'll i'll reach out and call call a girl she's like but if i have something shady and funny to say i'm gonna do it on social media because i live for it too you know what i mean like that's fine i saw the video where she like tries to bend over backwards and one of the guys has come out like lower her down (laughs) like that's that's phenomenal like i find that to be amazing like i would rather that kind of shade than people sending death threats to to fucking contestants on an unscripted television show so i give this episode of uh all stars for a negative four and a half naomi flames <laughs> <laughs> no i think so far it's probably like a three flame season so far for me it's been good it hasn't been great yeah um i don't think they've been able to kind of recapture the magic of season two mm-hmm. as much as i love trixie and i'm glad that she won and as much as i love ben um and for how well she did on all stars three all stars three just didn't have that same oomph the cast overall um this cast overall doesn't have that same oomph i love monet um she's probably my top one out of like the entire cast um yeah um, and manila and i love latrice as a performer i've not loved manila i love latrice on the show she just said she did not show out well no her drag hasn't aged well like there was for a television competition in the years since All Stars won. There was only one look that Latrice did that surprised me in any way, shape, or form, which was that rubber latex. The latex one with the balls? With the, with the anal beads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, she, did she have the purple braid thing from her head? The anal yeah. beads from her head? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, I mean it, was, it was the balls. Yeah. yeah, yeah the but balls. that braid ball, the, ball, the braid yeah. of balls. It kind of looked like a balloon. They were. Oh, well, yeah. It was you, like, oh. You, you could actually see the inflatable. Um, knots, the yeah. balloon knots. Yeah. <laughs> you can see all her balloon knots, <laughs> all them balloon knots. But yeah, um, but season eleven does start soon. I am super excited to see uh, Brooklyn Heights, uh, who is a former Miss Continental on the show. Uh, Nina West has a lot of Midwest support. She is uh, Ohio, I believe, based out of Ohio. Uh, she is a drag legend. She is, you know people 
have been standing Nina West for a long time. Plus, which I found hysterical was right after the announcement, like a day or two after the announcement of season 11 cast, one of my Facebook memories was a thing talking about Nina West and her philanthropic, um, like all the philanthropic deeds that she does in, in uh, her hometown and the fact that she's raised like millions of dollars for charity. So I'm like, it's just perfect timing that that came back up right after the announcement of the cast. So for me, like there's some people that I'm really excited to see on it. And then, you know, then you've got all your other pretty Queens that are just kind of there, which maybe they'll make me fans, but at least I've got two people that I can root for. Yeah. And if you're interested on going on drag race, season 12 is casting. Now I am interested in going on drag race season 12. Who, Tulita Pepsi needs to be the first big girl to win. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see it happening? Me either. <laughs> yeah, they are casting season 12 right now. That should be closing up soon because then they're going to start filming. All-Stars 5. Oh, yeah. oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So would you say it's become kind of the chopped of uh, kind of VH1's LGBT sh- um, shows? Kind of. It's become the Voltron of uh, of LGBT shows on <laughs> VH1. There's 47 seasons, and it's only been a year and a half. So, <laughs> all of, and what killed me was I wasn't ready for a 10 episode um, All Stars. All Stars is usually eight episodes. They threw two extra episodes on this one, and it feels like forever. But I, I did like the uh, Lala Rupal. I can't even say it. Lala Perusa. Yeah, that one. The the lip sync extravaganza. I didn't. Because there was nothing involved. There were no stakes in it whatsoever. I thought it was... Um, it was, was cute to see all the lip syncs because yeah. it's nice to see the girls do like what they should be doing. Yeah. Th- no, that's what I yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. No, then I agree with you there. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The episode overall just didn't... Because I mean, in the past when, they, when they've done the comeback episode, it was like, okay, it was a group lip sync for All-Stars 3. At least All Stars 2, it was a comedy challenge. Absolutely. Beast! Um, and then they didn't do it on All Stars 1 because there was only an episode <laughs> there of was, All Stars 1. There were four episodes <laughs> of All Stars 1. <laughs> oh, dear God. We don't talk about All Stars 1. The delusion has gotten her. You got to be careful. The delusion will jump on you. So that is all stars. That is all that we're gonna be talking about all stars right now. Um, we'll we'll chat more. Ginger Minge is uh, gonna be back in town soon, um, and has offered kindly to uh, come over and chat uh, the end of AS4 and uh, the beginning of season eleven with us. So that'll be coming up soon. So keep an Ooh. eye out for that episode. Ooh. That'll probably be a ah. special uh, drop because depending on her schedule, you know, and with the uh, season eleven premiere coming up soon we'll have to figure that one out but before we get into round two of our rectangle table discussion i want to remind you that flame on is listener supported and if you are enjoying what we do here then you can help continue making flame on as amazing as it is by going to our website flameonshow.com where you can check out past episodes you can scroll to the bottom and check out all of our social media you can also go to our patreon site and by ours i mean the nerdy show network's patreon page 
at patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and become a patron there. You can donate at any amount. And if you would like some of that money to be distributed to us here at Flame On, you can always leave that in the notes and um, they will get that and send a couple dollars our way. We're so hungry. <laughs> We're ever so hungry. I know. We haven't had a pizza party in a while. Uh, you can you can talk to uh, that one when she's in the country. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a while, so just saying. You'll you'll continue to be hungry. So there there's some stale uh, Olive Garden breadsticks in the dumpster, I'm sure. I was like, when did you leave your your breadsticks here, Eric? <laughs> uh so yeah, head over to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show, become a patron. And uh, continue to feel free to tell your friends and uh, other people that you talk to about our show. Uh, Word of mouth is still the best way to get our new listeners out there to know about us. So if you have friends that are asking about recommendations, um, Rodolfo just posted his February 2019 uh, podcast listens, like what he's listening to this month and uh, tags us on there. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, go subscribe on your on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play Music podcast section, Spotify, Spotify, Spotify and wherever you can get podcasts. I'm pretty sure you can find us. Uh, so subscribe, give us a rating or a review, and um, yeah, just continue telling people that you like us. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. So now we are back. We are going to do a round two fights of our pop culture roundup. This time around, we're going to start with BJ. Oh, my God. Get ready to start crying. I wasn't ready. Oh, sis, son of a bitch. Um, what you gonna talk about that steven universe finale motherfucker i know because they basically just ended the show out of nowhere so so uh, don't worry because we're still getting a movie in the fall and apparently there's one more season but it's going to be kind of a retooled show 
who cares at that point? <laughs> we spent 425 episodes wondering what's going to happen with the diamonds. And now the diamonds are just chilling in a fucking hot tub. <laughs> so, um, uh, do you guys, do you, Eric, do you, uh, Josh, do you guys watch Steven Universe? I saw it. Oh, you did? Yeah. I literally just uh, started watching it. Like, you won't understand anything we're going to say. Right. Um, I'm so confused in the most wonderful way. <laughs> so, um, they did it. They changed their mind. It was, yeah, I was going to say, it was, the whole thing, it was a little rushed, like the like the final. A it was a little. It was a little rushed. Um, but when you're dealing with a character like what, because like everybody, the thing about Steven is he bonds with people, like empathetically. Like he goes to people that think they should be one way, and kind of convinces them like there are other ways to do things. Um, so when you have a character though, like White Diamond, who isn't worried about whether or not she's making the right choice you don't really reach somebody in a normal way you don't really reach them like hey let's talk a bit but okay and and i'm jumping ahead a little bit that's fine but she does care just in a different way yes which we come to find out and that's what eventually tips everything so i mean i'm not going to step on all of that part of it but you think that she doesn't care that she's very, and I mean she's a little mad. So yeah, but it's it's she isolates herself. Like yes, she, yeah. But you'll you find out, and I think this is kind of a, a, a an allegory for for a lot of people, and especially like people dealing with mental health issues. Oh yeah, that you think that they don't care, don't empathize, or don't understand the same way because it's not the same way that the majority of people do. Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting and kind of um nice to see that they didn't just make it that and they eventually showed you how and I mean it's Steven Universe, they've done a great job with a lot of these topics. Yeah. So for them to kind of come back around afterwards, that was an interesting way to play it for, yeah. for White. Yeah, and I actually I even though we didn't we haven't gotten a ton of screen time with White Diamond. I empathize with her a lot because it's one of those things where I was ra- I was very much raised in like a Baptist black family home where like you're supposed to be a certain way, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, and I'm the oldest in my family. So it's like I'm supposed to be married now with like 3.5 children and be working to take over my dad's church and I'm like cool story, bro. But it's there's there's a consequence to kind of to a, to thinking you're supposed to be a certain way to following a path and then it goes off the rails and then you don't really know what to do you don't really know what your actual purpose is um and with white diamond it takes essentially her realizing and if for steven too it essentially took them both realizing that they don't the person that they have pretty much been kind of following this entire series is is gone, gone. Because there's that whole thing with Pink Diamond and Steven thinking that like, oh, I'm supposed to be like her. I'm supposed to be like this. I'm uh, and finding out that after his gym's removed, it's just him. There's no, there's no like Deus Ex, like surprise. I'm still here. Now we can be a family. No, no, no she gone well yeah and during all of that they played the voiceover from the first videotape that he found the the first steven video 
where she says that she loves humanity and is gonna is gonna love being him so it basically you know it, it was her way of saying yeah i'm not going to be around anymore i'm going to become you and yeah that that showed in that that little scene there so it was yeah. nice and i really liked it i liked the whole thing with them like i do like the fact also because it got super dark for a second there where like he's literally dying after he gets his gym taken out because and it's not like one of those he just becomes human he can't even walk like connie has to carry him to pink steven and i'm like uh i was like i I did not expect that at all. Yeah, well, it was it was half of him basically was removed. Gone. Yeah, um, and then I get a shout out to all the surprise fusions we got. That was that was actually Sunstone is my jam. I love Sunstone so much. <laughs> it felt like they could have done this as two one hour parts and given a little bit more time. Yes, it felt like the first like all the way up to that point took it felt like so long like and it was so detailed uh-huh and then we kind of just rushed through everything else from there like i i feel like they should have given a little bit more time to it yeah um i liked rainbow 2.0 rainbow quartz 2.0 was super cute um which i d- actually and uh rebecca sugar went on twitter and uh gave their pronouns uh rainbow quartz 2.0 identifies as a man him he interesting yes and I feel like that's the first gem to do that. And Sunstone um identifies as as uh them they gender neutral. Okay. Um and I think um uh Smokey identifies as her, as a she. Okay. So it's very and uh but I, I but also I think uh Stevani also uh, identifies as them they as well. Hmm. No, that makes sense. So I thought that was interesting, and then, um, and of course, Obsidian identifies as them they. Obsidian identifies as Gonna goddamn go. fucking <laughs> mountain lava lava sword. I was down. I liked. I liked the. I liked the formation of Obsidian. I was. I was like, oh shit! Fi- finally, here we are. I really feel like it deserved more, though. True. Like you're the only time you're gonna give me that. Finally. Is as they're climbing up, like the legs, that you know the the ship body, and then that's it. Like that's all we got. But, yeah, you know. Hey, at least it happened. Yeah, and I'm super. I'm super interested to see what they do for the movie, and I'm super interested to see, um, what they're gonna do for this like next season because the way Rebecca Sugar um said it, it was um kind of like how you know when you have an anime change to a different title. So you've got Dragon Ball, but then you have Dragon Ball Z. Um, they're going to try out a season of it switching to possibly like just it's going to ha- probably have the same characters, but it might shift focus to the off colors um, or Lars or somebody or some other character. Um, so I'm very interested in seeing where the characters are because there is I think uh, uh, Rebecca Sugar said there's going to be a time jump. A small one, not a big one, but a, but definitely there's going to be a time jump. So it'd be very interesting to see how life on homeworld potentially changes and how the gems on earth change i still want my lapis peridot fuse fusing um so we'll see how it goes i'm 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 very excited to see what the show has so i'm de- i'm definitely giving this 5.2 4 4.2 out oh, of God. five flames i was going to say wow <laughs> <laughs> shit like fuck the five flame rating it's a 5.2 5.2 all right
right. I was surprised that it just kind of like quietly ended the uh, the series that way. It was yeah. like, uh, oh, oh, okay. I, I thought it was another fifteen fucking minute episode. I was like, sure, I can do this before bed. <laughs> An hour later, like, god damn. <laughs> and I was like, wait, is that the end? That's the end. Wait, what? <laughs> it's two something in the morning, and I'm like, all right, because I'm going to bed now. Confused. I am confusion. I am confusion. I am confusion. All right. Josh, what is your next topic of discussion? We're going to talk about Child's Play. So they released the uh, new Child's Play uh, reboot trailer recently, and I'm totally down for it. Yeah. It uh, it looks like it's kind of like the AI uh, gone yeah. bad. Yeah. So I... I Went and I saw some pictures that they had released, um, kind of like a animated cartoon, like a advertisement type deal. But like the box has uh little the, those those little Wi-Fi, uh, sim- the symbols or the waves over the I in Buddy. Um, so I guess they replaced Y with an I. Um, and in the trailer, like he scans Andy. So I'm curious to see, you know, how like modern technology has really been implemented into Chucky and uh, and how, you know, all that kind of plays into factor with how he's going to be killing people. So this is a full on reboot. Yeah, it's a full on sequel. No. So I wasn't quite sure at first. I heard it was supposed they were doing a reboot, but, you know, I wasn't quite sure if this was a 100 percent reboot or if this was just like a. Like what they've been doing with like Curse and Curse of Chucky, Cult I think of was, Chucky. Yeah, Cult yeah. of Chucky was the most recent one. Um, but one, I'm glad that it's going back to its horror roots. I'm glad that it's going back to theaters instead of straight to DVD. Um, but when I looked at the IMDb page to look at the characters, uh, Aubrey Plaza plays Karen um, Barkley, and uh, this new kid is the new Andy. So that's that was kind of what solidified this being a hundred percent reboot, um, but it looks like it's going to be more intense and bloodier, and I'm excited. Well, and it's and it it looks like it's not just Andy's buddy; it's like all of them. Oh, there's like there's yeah. like the trailer has a scene of like all the parents there to pick up like theirs, and everybody is like freaking out and like murders abound. So I'm I'm very excited. I, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, and it's coming out this year. Hopefully, it'll be around October. There isn't an official release date yet, but I would I would hope to be October because that'd be a really good like Halloween Halloween release. movie. Um, but it another thing that I'm kind of excited for is it looks like I might see some some emotion on Aubrey Plaza's face this time around. Of all <laughs> <laughs> of all the things I've seen her in, she seems pretty stoic. Um, and that she has this general same blank expression on her face, which I typically like, but, um, I think her having different emotions like smiling and fear kind of freaks me out. And I think that's, that adds to the, uh, the excitement for the movie. I, I wouldn't have expected to see her in a horror movie, but I'm I'm very happy she's there. I wouldn't either. I mean, she did this movie, Ingrid Goes West, which I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list of movies, but from what I've seen from the trailer, it looks like she's kind of like, you know, uh, what is it, sw- like swim fan or the roommate type it's situation. It's almost like, like a single white female. Single white yeah. female, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess if that's what that, that shows movie was, you where our a- age is, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Only a matter of Josh time. Josh, like swim fan. We're like, we're like well, single white female. Bitch. That's the one I was looking for, but I couldn't quite yeah. remember what it was. Um, I barely remembered swim fan. So <laughs> most people did. <laughs> uh, I was grasping at straws for that one. Listen, leave Julie Styles alone. <laughs> she wasn't even. Wait, was uh, was it her? No, no, she. It wasn't her. Uh, was the other one look like her? Were the two actresses around that time that? Both kind of looked alike. It was Julia Stiles and, and the other. And the, I think whoever's in Swim Fan was the other one. There were two that I kept getting confused around that time. <laughs> uh, I definitely These know blonde was, white girls, they all look they the all same. They all look the same. It's just like us bearded white gay dudes, so we all look the same. You're right. You're right, Eric. I don't even have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Theater of the mind, Eric. Theater of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> You look like a Duck Dynasty reject. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I almost said something, but Whoa, I was like, there it is. no, I shouldn't do that. That's probably what I was, gonna, what I was thinking. <laughs> it's a swim fan. <laughs> the last thing I'll say... Uh, with the Child's Play reboot, I don't think um, Dorif is going to be voicing Chucky this time around. Because he hasn't shown up on the IMDb cast list. And Is I anyone ha- listed as the voice of Chucky right now? No one. They're, um, I think, uh, and they're being very careful not to release like his voice or kind of his facial expressions or anything. Yeah. You don't really even see his face. You kind of see his outline. Mm-hmm. Um and they're probably still doing the cgi i mean probably i don't know i'm pretty sure that uh, there's a lot of practical effects going into it but i'm i'm very excited to kind of see what they do with his voice because honestly i would i think it would be just as creepy if they use like the good guy voice oh yeah like the hi i'm chucky like i want to play yeah (laughs) i think it would be i think it would be creepier if it was just that because honestly i felt a little more on it in the later ch- in the later child's play movies like the first three mm-hmm. it was very unsettling when chucky would uh would start pretend, talk- to, b- pretend to be the toy would and- pretend to be the toy yeah so so you're excited for black mirror child's play got it coming out this year <laughs> <laughs> so pretty are, much are you excited for all of the horror reboots that they're doing like did you like it then- i did like it actually now i have not seen the original it um before ever the i book? saw the uh remake mm-hmm. uh no i haven't read the book. Oh, okay. uh so i lack the attention span most of the time to read books <laughs> uh, um i have every once in a while i can grab a book that'll that'll uh keep me attention but most most of the time i'm, I'm pretty visual so i do the movies but i i didn't see um it and st- until after i saw part 1 yeah um, it was during the hurricane, and that we we got about halfway through, through before we <laughs> lost power. Uh, so the last half I di- I didn't see. Um, but I do remember distinctly having uh nightmares of a black and white Ronald McDonald when the movie originally came out. <laughs> so I think I saw a part of it. Um, Understandable. <laughs> I had terrible parents. <laughs> I, I first off with Child's Play, uh, they let me watch that. I, I think I was maybe six ish, maybe, and 
the my buddy doll came out and i had one and i'm I had red hair, blue eyes, and freckles, <laughs> and fucking overalls, and here I am watching Child's Play. I never wanted to touch the thing ever again. <laughs> do you want awesome. me to go get mine? No. <laughs> I, do you really have, have one? one? Yes. My buddy and So me. mine got thrown in a closet, kid sister, but I don't know what kid happened. Sister, kid sister. Kid sister. That'd be really interesting. They implemented like uh, a kid sister reference in the movie. Like They had girls, too, you know? You would need somebody of like my age range who grew up with my buddy and kid sister. With kid sister, yeah, around. I was gonna say because right now that would make no sense to anybody. Yeah, I don't see, and that's it. Would have been great if they had incorporated it in the original mm-hmm. because then they could have done with the reboot. But I think it's so yeah. far gone now that like, yeah, I don't think kid sister really took off like my buddy did. No, not at all. But uh, no, I well, I never watched Child's Play, so my buddy and I stayed best friends and. He is, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, my buddy and my pillow person are two Aww, of the things that people. are in my, uh, I have one tote of stuff from when I moved from New York down to Florida uh, almost 11 years ago that has stayed through all of the transitions in the 11 years down here. So he may or may not be in there. My pillow person is, though. That for sure is in there. <laughs> I have Mr. Sandman. Bring me a dream. I was, <laughs> I was fighting the urge, and now <laughs> this is a singing show. We do it all the time. All right, so child's play is what you are excited for. Eric, give us your second topic. So recently, I went on a trip, and I had a long flight, so I watched some movies. So I'm going to do a rapid fire recap of these movies, including. Uh, Muppets Most Wanted. It was more of the Muppets. It wasn't as good as the first reboot of the Muppets, though. Well, because uh, apparently they made this one and didn't invite uh, Jason, because Jason Siegel. Yeah, he wrote uh, all he, the music he and had, the script. Yeah, he had wrote, wrote the. Yeah, he had wrote everything, and then they didn't even ask him to come back and write the sequel. Yeah. Right. So I mean, he's um, the only reason that first Muppet reboot happened. So it's kind of shitty that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the second one. It had okay parts, but I just think on a whole, it just kind of went, so two and a half out of five flames. Okay. Uh, Next movie I saw was Game Night, which was really fun. Not Orlando Game Night, the Watermark Wave Award nominated (laughs) event for favorite hosts. Which, when this comes out, will you still be able to go online and vote? No, this, I believe, drops on the 15th, which is when voting ends. Voting, I think, ends on the 14th or the 15th, one of the two. Gotcha. And the the announcement will be over the weekend or that Monday, because then that Tuesday, I believe, is when they have the party. And I will be sitting on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean, (laughs) drunk and covered in glitter. So somebody might have to go pick up that award for me if I win it. And so game night. <laughs> Little intermission. No. So oh. I voted for you. Pat. Well, that's phenomenal. I Thank did you. too. Did everyone else vote? Yep. Yes. Okay. Then we can remain. That's friends. a that's a that's a hollow yes right there. <laughs> I thought I always thought like, there was a yes. moment. I I remember you posted about it. I'm sitting there like I should probably vote. You know, be a good friend and podcast co-host. 
And then I like I think I got up and I just like went and did something else. <laughs> I came back. I was like, why is this page on my computer? What was this? And then like it was a solid three days of me being like, Oh, that's right, I need the vote. I'm like, eh, he's got plenty of fans. <laughs> Every time you open your browser to go to Pornhub, why is this t- Oh uh, right. I sweet sweetie, Google Chrome saves my tabs <laughs> from the last time my computer was on. And and you are you aren't completely wrong. I did get sidetracked <laughs> by by like I think what what was the what was the link this time? It was like it was like pervert bosses or something. And I was like, Yeah, we're gonna watch a couple of those. You wanna know how to get a raise? <laughs> exactly. Oh so bad, but also so hot. So I was actually really excited to vote this time around because this is my first time as an Orlando resident where I actually knew the voting like was happening <laughs> so i actually got to participate this time so yeah yay okay well hopefully the next time we record something i will be the recipient of a, a watermark wave award for favorite host have you won a wave award yet yeah have you been in my office there's many yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're they're lined they line the walls. Well, I mean, the <laughs> and pod- I make it sound like there's four hundred of them. <laughs> the podcast have, listeners don't know. Yeah, I was asking I have, for them. I have won three first place awards, and I have won. I've placed second or third, like four or five other times and categories. I've won first place for favorite host for karaoke, mm-hmm. um, which karaoke trivia and bingo all the same category. Uh, normally I'm nominated for Barioki this time around. The people who nominated me uh, wrote me in for game night, so I'm not mad about it because it'll be a nice little cap to having one for Barioki and all one for game night. Um, I took first place for favorite new business in Orlando for Bears in the City, and I came in first. I think that was 2012, and in 2013 I took first place for favorite local photographer. Oh, very nice. So all my major like avenues of stuff that I do, I have taken um, I've taken first place in before. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice to get one more, just for funsies. Cool, cool. So back to game night, the movie, yeah, <laughs> not the watermark wave award. No, nominated. <laughs> completely different. Um, starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, and Kyle Chandler. Um, it was one of the comedies last year where it came out and people were like looks okay didn't really grab anybody's attention too much i got tagged in a bunch of times because of game night the watermark (laughs) wave uh, (laughs) nominated event but no that's the legit people would tag me in it and i was like okay i mean it looks fine yeah but then i heard reviews and i had people tell me that it was really good yeah it was it was really well scripted acted it had um a couple twists to it which were unexpected Ooh. and um well done i thought it was just a good movie good solid movie so i give that one four out of five flames nice okay. that makes me happy actually because i bought it on black friday uh and i haven't watched it yet it's on my list of to do yeah um i know a lot of people well movie podcasts i've listened to put it in uh blockers in kind of the same level and that they were movies that came out last year that really nobody thought were going to be very good and then turned out to be well done that was an episode of pop culture happy hour 
Yeah. I think that's the episode you're talking <laughs> no, about. But, is that the exact that was, episode title? Well, no, it was <laughs> it was they they reviewed because it was movies that kind of slipped by them mm-hmm. that they didn't talk about. So they did um, uh, Blockers and Game Night as uh, as one episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour. Yeah, but I've also listened to other ones too. It's not just Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's just I love the fact that you, those two movies get put together because that's that's yeah. exactly what they talked about in that yeah. episode. Um, and then the last movie I watched was uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Which is the the highly anticipated sequel to the first Pacific Rim, which was giant robots versus giant monsters, and it was even gianter monsters versus even gianter robots. And then this one was, yeah. This one it, had oh god, who was who was John Boyega. John Boyega? That's right. I was like, I know there was somebody like the promos came out like right after a big movie that he was in, CS Star Wars. That's right. Yeah, 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 th- yeah. That one. Uh, that one. That, that, it, it was kind of big. That one movie. Yeah. I do have one question, though. Uh-huh. Where the hell were you flying to that you managed to watch three movies? Well, it was round trip, so, oh, okay. but, but it was Minneapolis. <laughs> so, um, I'm just thinking, like, was this all one flight? <laughs> no, 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 no. Girl, when I flew from <laughs> Dallas to Honolulu, I, I watched four movies. I mean, I, <laughs> like that I understand, but Minneapolis, yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah, but where Pacific Rim was... Just kind of a, it was a new take on the whole um, big monster movie idea. This one was just very derivative and nothing exciting, really. Okay. Yeah. So that one gets uh, two out of five flames, which makes me sad, though, because the first one had such good promise, and then they just kind of were like, yeah, we'll kind of put a little effort at doing a sequel. Like here's a little effort and somebody that may bring in some extra dollars because he was just in a big blockbuster. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. All right, some movies. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad that you caught up from you know like two years ago. Exactly. Glad you got on board there. It's all right. That's how my that flight to uh, Honolulu. I caught up on like four movies that had been out forever. That I was like, all right, I guess I can watch Suicide Squad now. You should have just slept. I did fall asleep <laughs> at one point during it. Uh, all right. So back to me. So the last thing I'm going to talk about is comics. Who fucking knew? What? Yes. What? I'm still reading like comics. The, like stand-up? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the book things that you open up and there's art and story. So comic books. I'm not going to go like crazy about like all these other ones. The War of the Realms is coming in two months. This is the longest fucking lead up to a war in a comic book ever. The War of the Realms has been talked about for like the last two years. And then they did a four month out countdown. Marvel. Who's War of the Realms? All the realms. All the realms are about to fight. It's mainly been in the Thor books between um, Jane Uh, Foster Thor and then Thor Thor. Uh, Thor Thor? Thor Thor. Yeah. Thor Odinson Thor. Um, but my conversation is going to center around the X-Men. Because the last time that we talked, I had mentioned that they had brought Cyclops back to life. Mm-hmm. We now got the Uncanny X-Men annual, which gave us the entire breakdown of what happened. And Kid Cable's journey through time to bring his dad back, which also tied in, which I was very happy to see tie-ins to other 
like stories that had happened, including Death of X, which is where we saw him die and all this stuff. But it um, part of the rebirth of Cyclops was tied into the Phoenix Resurrection story because that was the last time we technically saw him alive in a comic book before that, where the Phoenix resurrected Scott to try to get Gene to stay with him, to stay with the Phoenix. And then Gene was like, I'm sorry. And then she like withered him away to a corpse again. But apparently during that, Kid Cable had the Phoenix cage that the that the uh, Secret Avengers had tried to get to make during the um, right before Avengers versus X-Men and had it made, remade in really like small version. And they attached it to Dead Cyclops's heart. So because Kid Cable knew that the Phoenix was going to resurrect him and by that the phoenix then went into the it was trapped in the cage and then gave birth to cyclops again so um makes complete sense it's wacky you know i mean it's i'm uh, out of out of the most convoluted ways to resurrect somebody it has yet to be done well <laughs> i mean if anything is going to resurrect a character the phoenix should be the thing yeah. to resurrect a character. So we got that whole storyline, which kind of tangentially took place at points or at the end with the end of the uncanny X-Men 10 part run, the X-Men disassembled storyline where at the end of that X-Men basically quote unquote kills the X-Men and himself. They all just disappear. Mutants basically for the most part just cease to exist on earth. This mutant cure is now being produced and, and manufactured and all this stuff. But at the end of that, we see that Cyclops is still on Earth. So this leads into the Age of X-Men. So now we have two divergent X-Men storylines going on. You have the X-Men that were killed that are now living in this utopia world that X-Men has created. Where mutants are... The main race, the superior race, they are they live in harmony and everybody adores them and Nightcrawler is a movie star and they're all revered as these heroes and all of this stuff. So is this supposed to mirror like Age of Apocalypse or is this supposed to mirror more uh, House of M? Age of Apocalypse. Okay. Because that's where X-Man is from. Right. So that's all he knows. Yeah. So he saw that and he saw Earth and then he's trying to make an age of apocalypse where it's all good mm. but it's all about isolationism so there is no sexual reproduction there is no coupling there is none of that all of the children are created in pods uh through natal solutions i believe is what they're called and then they're hatched at a certain age and then they go to the um summers like institute to be trained in their powers and all this stuff and become amazing people however underneath the surface there's a whole bunch of shit going on bishop and gene gray apparently were having a little little tussle between the sheets and uh, they eventually kind of figured it out so they like their covert team of like psylocke and some other people come in and capture bishop and put him away but on the other side we have uncanny x-men 11 that came out which is a an oversized issue actually contains three stories, which I didn't expect it to uh, be so dark, but it was. So you have Cyclops dealing with the fact that he's just come back from the dead, and basically right around the same time that he's going to be 
able to like finally be out in the world, the X Men are all dead. Although he doesn't believe it. Womp womp. Seriously. And um he basically is like trying to figure out what's going on. He doesn't believe the X Men are dead and trying to get Ben Ulrich to help and goes to confront a um New York politician who's for this mutant cure because they want to make humans great again and womp womp (laughs) he uh speaks up at this you know at this rally and then captain america has to step in and there's a whole little confrontation between the two of them and how you said you would help cyclops in the past but now you're here defending this rally and blah 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 and all this so then he eventually goes on television and he's like if there are any mutants out there meet me back where it all started tomorrow night at eight o'clock so then he goes out to this like you know this area and there's nobody there and then he gets basically surrounded by the reavers and the purifiers and like all these people who want to kill the last x-man exactly except out of nowhere a voice goes he's not alone and then you see snicket (laughs) snicket so then snicket night Snicket night, yes. <laughs> Lemony Snicket. Oh. <laughs> so then we switch out of like that story, and then we go into Wolverine's story about how like he's keeping an eye on Cyclops, and uh, mind you, Blindfold has shown up and like told Scott not to do what he's about to do, and like this is forever, and blah blah blah, and all this stuff. So then Wolverine eventually finds Blindfold, and she tells him that he needs to keep an eye on Cyclops, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then he follows him through all of these steps until eventually they show him up in the tree and they kind of like fast forward through that little blast portion. Oh, at the, at the rally, he's on top of a building and um, Natasha and Bucky are up there like as the sniper positions. So they talk to him when the whole like fight goes down and he's like, all right, I'm going to leave him to this and all this. So then he jumps out and starts killing reavers and purifiers and all this stuff. Then we get to the emotional impact of this issue. <laughs> Blindfold story about how her powers are kind of out of control because normally she she has no eyes, so she just walks around with a blindfold over them. Um and how like she's confusing the past and the present and the future so who, as things are happening she's concerned but things have already happened but then there's future stuff and like all of these like things that are going on and she's kind of losing her mind a bit they show you the whole thing where she deals with madrox who popped up at some point during the story i don't care layla miller popped up (laughs) still don't care um loved him back in the 90s i don't really care right now and then she goes and sees cyclops and then there's a whole the wolverine portion of the story and then she goes into the bathtub and kills herself. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. I was like, wow. This got really dark. Really fast. Every time she tries to fly, she falls. We're not talking about Asia O'Hara's butterflies right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you went somewhere I didn't go, but... <laughs> I appreciate it. Nevertheless. Yeah, you know, it happens. Um, but it was a it was a really heavy but a really good like start to this new like line for the X Men like it's because you know eventually the Age of X Men is going to end and the X Men are going to be back in this main Marvel universe and 
it's just interesting to see where like all of this is. But what will they come back to? Well, that's very true. So it's it's kind of crazy, but I enjoyed it. I I think that if you've been kind of tipping out of the X Men lately, um, you can just jump into Uncanny X Men Eleven without really kind of reading the backstory. They fill you in enough that you what you need to know. And um, I I think it's hopefully now, especially that the movie rights are back in Marvel hands, that we'll have a little bit more love and care given to uh, the mutants, and we'll see some better stories coming out of it. So those are our picks for the things that we have enjoyed this month in pop culture. But before we sign off, we are going to do our a quick round of our one-ups for the month, the things that are giving us life here in the month of February in the year 2019 after last year, January. <laughs> it's been a long year already. It's only February. Ugh. Eric, what is your one-up? So I have been listening to a podcast. This one? No, I never listened to this one. Oh, okay, just checking. <laughs> um, it's Nicole Byers. Why won't you date me? I've heard of that. Isn't that the nailed it host? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yep. her. So this is her uh pod solo podcast, but she brings guests on every week to talk about their love life and why Nicole is always single, and. Nicole Byer is so much more than just the host of Nailed It. She it, she also I, played a really nice uh, postman in The Good Place. Or I post heard. Lady. Postal, yeah. Yeah. Postal worker. Postal worker. Thank you. That was the term I was looking for. <laughs> she was on that, and she recently did another sitcom that I can't think uh, of. She did kind of a show where she played like an embellished version of her life. Um, I think it's called Loosely Absolutely Nicole. And yeah. it's like, I think the all, every season is on Facebook. Yeah, it's a well. It's it's a Facebook show. It's a Facebook yeah. watch. I think is their TV channel. It, it's really really funny. She but, also was in a commercial for a or an advertisement for voting to get the millennials to mm-hmm. be more active in the political community. Eric is like none of these are what I'm talking <laughs> about. But thanks for chiming but in. I appreciate all of it. And she also had a stand-up released on Netflix recently as part of the Comedians of the World um, set. But her podcast is hilarious. It's so filthy and raunchy. It's fantastic. Please tell me it's better than the Drag Race one. Because I listened to half an episode of that, and I wanted to jab myself in the eyes. It's better. Yeah. Um, She's had um, such gay celebrities as Big Dipper and Pandora Box and Trixie Mattel on. I was like, so she's got no budget for this podcast? <laughs> I mean, it's all going to be these comedians that go it's around. It's like us. I love, the, I love the picture for the podcast. Yep. It's got a great theme song that she sings. Why won't you date me? Why won't you date me? But it's really funny. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe she should join us on one of the episodes. Since I, uh, think, I think so. We seem to have about the same budgets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she and BJ can, uh, she can come in on host, uh, or not host, but uh, oh my God. guest we star. Can, we can I, find out why we're both single. <laughs> I'd like that. That would be great. I would love to sit and talk about <laughs> why, so if, why, we're, why we're perpetually single together. So if you're listening out there, <laughs> give us a call. Nicole, girl, come on. I'll order a pizza. 
and tacos. Because you know she's a listener to this, ep- to this podcast. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't she be? But that is my one. Delightful. BJ, what has given you life this month? Um, the musician Lizzo. Um, who she be? She be a wonderful large black lady that has some wonderful music. I do my hair <laughs> talks, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good, good as hell. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that, so that was the first single I've, by her I'd ever heard, but she just released a new one called Juice. Um, and if you have not heard Lizzo, she is absolutely wonderful. Um, the first lines of the song is Mirror Mirror on the Wall. Don't say it because I know I'm cute. So <laughs> just to give you an idea, her music's very body positive and everything. So, uh, yeah, no, um, if anybody out there is looking for a new uh, music artist, uh, look up Lizzo. Um, I know Rolling Stone did a article on her as one of like the top artists, new artists to be uh, listening out for. Like every they the the article pretty much said everybody should be listening to Lizzo. Awesome, and she likes to twerk and dress up as Sailor Moon and play the flute. So yes, she gets multiple check marks in my book. <laughs> So that is Lizzo, L-I-Z-Z-O. Uh, check her out online. And if you are a fan of Drag Race, um, you have heard. And you watched season 10. Was that the one that, that was the one Monet went home on? Yeah, it was yeah. It was her and Cameron. Yes. The first of Cameron's three. Uh, side splits. Yeah. <laughs> side splits. <laughs> episode after episode after episode. Um, so Lizzo, awesome. Josh, what is giving you life? So uh, I recently, well, Saturday. No, it wasn't Saturday. Hold on. What's today? Sunday. Sunday. Thursday. It's been a long year. <laughs> it's been a Remember long Thursday? week. It's been a long week. So Thursday, uh, a friend of mine and I went to the House of Blues to go see Andrew McMahon uh, play. Uh, Andy. <laughs> when he posts this stuff and he's like, great seeing you, Andy. I'm like, yeah. It just makes me giggle. I'm like, wow. You like BFFs. I love it. Uh, he's gone uh, like nine, ten times. I still wouldn't call him so, like by a shorthand name if I don't know them. I've seen Mariah a bunch of times. I don't go around and be like, what I mean, me? <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. One right, day. Right. Um, so we uh, did the VIP, uh, which was really cool. We got to sit in on soundcheck, and uh, that was actually really cool. They, he uh, tested out something he wanted to do in the show. Um, so he had this huge, uh, blue, um, cloth, you know, and he brought it over the audience and, you know, had anyone, everyone underneath it, you know, like with their cell phone lights on and then and just kind of like poking up. So when you're on the outside, it looks like water, um, because the whole, and I've, I've been to a lot of concerts and never have I seen a theme for the concert. So this one. Uh, he was hosting a pool party, uh, and sure. so like he had like there was all like these props and and it was just it was amazing. He had this whole raft, and at the end of it, he ended up uh, getting on the raft, and then that raft was kind of like going a- across the audience, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a really really great show. Uh, a lot of songs, you know, from his uh, self-titled work, but he also played a good handful of like Jack's Mannequin music as well. Um, so it kind of brought me back to my high school <laughs> days. 
but no, it was it was a fantastic show, and uh, he's super nice, and it was a great experience. Nice, very nice. nice. Glad you got to see Andy in concert. Andy. All right, so my one up is going to be something that I talked about. I believe it's a one up a couple months ago when I got the first volume of it. Gengoro Tagame's manga, My Brother's Husband. I had part one. I'd gotten that. It was recommended. Aaron had gotten it at a comic shop because he figured one of the gay bears would want to buy it. And he was right because then Oral read it and then he was like, you need to buy this. So I did. And I enjoyed it immensely. And um, actually sent it to uh, a friend in Chicago when I sent a little care package up. I was like, hey, you should check this out. And so to return the favor, volume two had come out. I didn't even know about it, but it was part of a belated birthday present when I went up there a couple of weeks ago. So last weekend when I had not much going on on Sunday night, because, you know, I live a very fun and eventful life where (laughs) Sunday nights I'm either here recording with you guys or just sitting on the couch. And I uh, it's like a 300 page manga. And I just I went through it. Uh, on Sunday night while I had some stuff going on in the background just kind of you know whatever and it's adorable and it's just as good as the first half um it is a very interesting finish it's very much about this the second half of this story focuses on um the father's journey of acceptance into like what if my daughter grows up to love another woman um and not even so much like just dealing with that, but kind of then looking at it from the angle of, well, why would I love her less? I love her so much now that why would it change depending on who she loved? Like, and why did it change? Why did my, even though I said it didn't change how I felt about my brother when he came out, it still did. And I didn't reach out to him. And then, you know, he went and moved to Canada and, you know, got married and all these things. And it just, it shows. The first half really kind of deals with the daughter's relationship with her new big gay uncle. And this is really kind of like the father's journey. I thought it was going to go a little tropey and have the dad start like having feelings for the uncle mm-hmm. because they go to an onsen, you know, the public bath and like the gay uncle gets out of the bath, like all naked and like the way they had like he kind of it's it's supposed to be the fact that the father has no hang-ups about the fact that there's just a naked dude right there a gay naked dude but the way it kind of is drawn it's like look at that ass (laughs) (laughs) so i was getting a little worried about how like they like i didn't want it to go that route like you know i I just didn't want it to go that way so the fact that they really played it to the fact that he has gotten so comfortable around this person like that he can't believe that he actually had these feelings and these thoughts and it's really how i feel like most people should react to the fact that somebody in their life or somebody that they know is a homosexual or is not the norm. Like that's still the person you knew, or that's still a person like just deal with it. So it was very cute. And I was really happy to get the, uh, the second half. I'm, I'm glad that it, it's not more than that. Cause like, I don't need to keep trying to get these $25 hardcover manga books every couple of months. My budget, it's not in my budget, <laughs> but it was a sweet gift. And I, I was very thankful to get it. And, uh, very happy to finish off the uh, the second part of this delightful story. 
So that brings us to the end of this month's episode. We thank you, dear listeners, for hanging out with us and letting us talk about our favorite pop culture moments with you. Feel free to drop your favorite pop culture moments or things or whatever you want to talk about on social media. You can uh, send us messages. You can send us emails. You can uh, leave comments. You can do any of those things. Tweet at us. Anywhere on the social medias, find us, let us know what's going on, give us feedback about the show. We'd love to hear from you guys. And um, if you want, please go become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nerdy show. And uh, you can earmark some of those dollars to come to us. Just put it in the notes. And, uh, you know, subscribe, like, review, tell a friend, write it on your titties, and then go on the Kesha cruise and uh, bounce them around for us. I don't know. That's is what that, I'm going to be doing. Is that your plan? That's, that's <laughs> my plan. I think that is his plan. <laughs> a shout out. I'll be on the Kesha cruise. When y'all hear this, I'll be getting ready in a, in a day or two to go uh, get on board a, a ship with like almost 3,000 other people just there to get glittered up and listen to Kesha. <laughs> and shake his titties. And shake my titties at the glitter station. Because there's an onboard <laughs> glitter station that you know I'll be going to. So that does it for this month. Thank you again, and we will see y'all in two weeks with another micro and in another month for uh, more rectangle table pop culture discussion. Until then, peace. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.